Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Surprise, surprise, it's episode 85 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. I am Ethan, you can find me on all social media platforms at Viva La Ethione Spell it just like that, too. Oh, no. See if you can find <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I couldn't do that. No way. And uh, my name is So. You can find me on X at Soda underscore Hunter. Dude, how have you been? In the last 20 minutes that we stopped recording the last episode? Sure. Been good. Kayfabe, brother. Kayfabe. <laughs> it's been a long Well, we get a, we get a day, and we get to kind of catch up on episodes a little bit. We still got another two for to, to do before we catch up completely. But, you know. Yeah, it has been a long week, hasn't it? it Still really has. Monday night. <laughs> Jeez. We're 30 well, minutes hey, into Raw. Full, oh, yeah, that's on, isn't it? Um, full disclosure, if something happens on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, it's not going to be on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the craziest yeah, no. thing could happen, and we're not going to know. And yeah. there are dogs. Just ignore them because, obviously, you guys can't hear them. Just me and Ethan can hear them. Yeah, no, so I hear them. Yeah, I hear them too. But just we're gonna try to not go insane while dogs are barking in the background because you guys wouldn't know it anyway if I didn't say anything. Yeah, I actually toned him out. Like I heard him uh, before we started recording. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's delightful." And then I totally forgot about them barking until you mentioned it. So here we are. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Just to give you something else to to worry about while we're recording. Eighty five, dude. That's just might be tough. It was tough. I had to actually research this one. I have um, Bobby Gearhart from 2023. Bobby Gearhart. Okay. Uh, 2023 Xfinity Series. He had this really very basic uh, white paint scheme a, sponsored by Lucas Oil. Longtime uh, ARCA driver, too. Yeah. That's that's where he's from, ARCA. Um, cool. I didn't even, I saw that car, but I, I couldn't find who drove it because most of the time the name of the driver isn't on the images you have to like go into the website to find out who this is and i don't want to do that i'm lazy yeah. um but i did find carl long oh carl long of course yeah yeah i mean he most famous for driving the 46 that flipped a few times on the back straightaway at rockingham yeah uh, that was wild um but yeah, he did drive the 85 occasionally. Um, I have a picture saved. I was going to use for this episode of a like a rainbow looking 85. 
you know, like a really wild paint job for a back marker, you know, and actually I think he didn't make the race with it either, but yeah, one of those independent guys that just tried to keep on going and really didn't have any funds for it. Yeah. You know, just wanted to race. Yep. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> I was going to say I'm a big Carl, Carl Long fan, but that's absolutely not true. Um, I was looking, I, at- I respect him. Sure. How about that? Yeah. Big, uh, respect for, uh, people like Carl Long and all those old guys that used to do that kind of stuff with like, like JD McDuffie would do it, do it all the time. Dave Marcus did it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan Shepard for a long time. He would do it just to, just to be there. Morgan. They just, they loved it and they wanted to be there. Morgan Shepard is, uh, one of the, uh, drivers on in the Xfinity series on NASCAR Heat Four, <laughs> so it's been great dodging him on a fifteen minute, fifteen laps into a race. Uh, so I was looking at the show notes, and the first thing I have is Mexican pizzas are gross and they're overrated. You are going to get some hate mail. Bring it on! You, you, as long as they don't stop listening to the show, because I, you blasted me uh mexican pizzas like that i don't i just don't like okay so scott toon and i have been texting each other almost every single day for like the last two months talking about these batman figures the i don't know if you're following the batman figures set that's like i saw the set i saw that set though i did see that the movie figures yeah yeah i i saw that oh he influenced me so hard and was like Ethan, and I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk so negatively because he can't defend himself, and this is a true story that I just made up. He said, "Ethan, you're not a man if you don't get these Batman figures. You call yourself a a Batman fan, you know." And I was like, "No, Scott, seriously, like, just I'm sorry, like, you know." And he's like, "No, there's no excuse for it, you know, just being how Scott is, you know." And I was like, "Okay, fine, I'll buy it." I'm so glad I did. I got the Batman and Robin figures coming later this month. I'm really excited about that as well. Uh, but I was like, you know what? Scott Toon's such a cool guy, and he's always talking about the Mexican pizza. So I went and got a Mexican pizza, and it was trash, man. It was completely trash. Every single time I've had the Mexican pizza, it's just been trash. I personally like the layered things like that, and I'm I'm weird. I understand I'm completely weird because I'm the kind of guy that lets the cheese sit on the nachos for a while and get the chips soggy and then i start eating them Mm. i understand i'm weird my wife isn't that way nobody's that way i'm that way i like 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 the like the cheese be halfway on the nachos so half the nacho is soggy and covered in cheese the other half is crunchy yeah and you get that combination of textures like that that's that's why I kind of like the Mexican pizza. Like, it's not my favorite thing on Taco Bell menu. You don't by no means. They took my favorite thing off. Yeah. Which is also a combination of textures. It was a double decker taco. Mm. You know, it's just a, a regular taco, a hard shell taco with a soft tortilla wrapped around it with a layer of refried beans in between the two. Yeah. So you had a soft and crunch at the same time. That's kind of what you get with the Mexican pizza because usually by the time you get it, the outsides of it are crispy still, but everything in the middle is soggy. It's yeah. a big soggy mess. And I understand if that's not your thing. I feel like that's probably more of a texture thing than anything else because all the flavors are fine. It's beef and beans and cheese and tortilla, right? So it's there's it's nothing insane there. Yeah. That makes it nasty. It's the the mush that it becomes, right? Yeah. You know, and I've okay, so I've never eaten Taco Bell. 
at another restaurant besides the Taco Bell in my hometown. And mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe they um maybe I don't know the four times, four or five times I've had the Mexican pizza, it was just a bad night and they didn't make it right, or that maybe it's just something that they might put, you know, they might make them a lot of them and then they're just sitting there for a little while or something. But I've never had a Mexican pizza and I always take the tomatoes off and I replace it with nacho cheese. And it's just you been, no, I've never replaced them. I do take the tomatoes off. I don't like tomato chunks. Yeah. I just, I don't like that, but I have never replaced it with nacho cheese. That's interesting. Yeah. And I thought I was, cause I love nacho cheese. I love cheese on anything. Um, cottage cheese wasn't an option otherwise i'd have done that and it would have tasted way better but um so i i don't know it just it and maybe it's uh, my fault maybe like i should start off my meal with that because i've noticed that the mexican pizza is always the last that i grab and i grab a lot <laughs> i mean i eat a lot of taco bell so yeah when you grab taco bell you tend to get like six seven eight different things yeah like i totally understand that because most everything's real small unless you you know actually get a five or six hour burrito which i don't ever normally do i usually get you know two or three dorito tacos and uh this this weird uh chili cheese corn chip thing that they might have or Mm. something like that you know and i'll get the mexican pizza i'll I'll get like you know five six seven different things but they're usually all pretty small yeah you know that's usually what i do it used to be cheap it's not not even cheap to do that anymore yeah you're telling me um, so I don't like Mexican pizzas, but you know what I do like hmm. the NASCAR winter circle wave, which I finally segway segway. Hello. Um, I do love that wave so much. And I finally, finally found them. I had to go to, um, up to Kansas city last week for some stuff. And while I was there, um, I was, pretty upset and stuff so i was like oh i I have to go pee so i went to target and i forgot all about it and then i was like well i might as well see you know what what race cars they have and i when i got to the aisle i was like holy moly like the winter circle so i grabbed um the 2022 daytona win austin hill the Mm -hmm. excuse me no the austin hill Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I get you. I got you. Yeah, uh, the 2022 Atlanta Ty Gibbs and the 2022 Atlanta Corey Heim. Okay, so they didn't have Kyle Busch. No, they didn't have Kyle Busch. They didn't. So, um, I before so it was the day before I was actually going up there before I realized anything was going to be tragically wrong with my friend. Uh, I was I had the day off and kind of got a wild hair you know and i was like man i wonder huh so i called um my local my top three closest targets uh which one was in uh joplin missouri which is about two hours away the other one is in uh lawrence kansas which is about an hour and 45 and then olathe which is probably about two an hour and 55 minutes and uh joplin didn't have any lawrence didn't have any Olathe did, and she, I asked if there was a Ryan Blaney talking about the all-star diecast, you know, such. And she was like, let me go check. So when she came back, uh, she was like, yeah, we do have a Ryan Blaney. And I was like, oh, no way. Well, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get their 
that night. Um, and I didn't know I was going to make an unexpected trip up there the next day until I got mm-hmm. the phone call. And when I, when I got the phone call, I went up there and I was like, man, I got to pee uh, after everything was done. And I was like, oh yeah, oh my God, like this is the target that I called yesterday. Um, and I walked in there and the Ryan Blaney that the lady was talking about was not the race win or not, not the winner circle. It was the yeah. same, the clean version of the Coke 600 car yeah Yeah, i know which one and it was just accidentally placed on the wrong peg behind the winter circles so i was like thinking oh yeah you know all star and and then i saw it i was like oh no man like that's oh sucks but i knew i didn't i didn't want to go empty-handed because you know i made the the drive all the way up there so i was like well i guess this will have to do so i got three out of the i don't know four waves now so um i'm pretty excited about it i am not a fan of the displays that they they're screwed onto. Mm-hmm. I do not have that size of screwdriver. <laughs> so thank you need an like eyeglass repair kit screwdriver. <laughs> yeah. So thank God. Off, yeah. Uh, Jessica actually has tools of her own and I did not have that size and she did. <laughs> so it's, it's a, it's a pain to get, get it off that display. Um, I do like the bubble case though. Oh, I do too. I love that. It's it you don't tear anything apart. It just snaps up snaps open. Take it out, display it with the card, whatever, and you keep that little box wherever you want it. And then when you want to put it back up or something, or take it to get signed maybe from somewhere, who knows? You put it right back in, snap it together. It's it's so simple. I wish I mean I guess I do and I don't because I I guess it'd be easier to steal. Mm. But I kind of wish like elites were like that. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Now, the ultimates are like that. They really are. You just you have to cut the tape on them to do it. But the ultimates are where you can just open the front without ripping things to pieces Mm -hmm. and take them out and display them and put them back. You know, but the elites are not. But um, yeah, I dig the uh, I dig the new packaging. I get what you're saying about the display stands. But at the same time, in that kind of packaging, they would be just rolling all over the place. Yeah. Like that one picture that you saw. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. I think you retweeted on uh, on Twitter. Yeah. With, <laughs> which car was that? Was that Chastain? Yeah, that was Chastain Coda. Looked like uh, Hamlin got a hold of it. Yeah. That was, <laughs> it was rough. It was beat to pieces. Speaking of that car, um, and we're talking about Winter Circle Series here. I do want to give a shout out to Tim. He sent me that Chastain first win. Tim, 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 Tim. I, I, um, I'm, I offered and he won't accept money for it. He just sent it just to the goodness of his heart. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I haven't been to a target in a couple of months, probably. So I haven't seen any of the new wave. And that was the main one I was looking for. Like, if I see the uh, Stenhouse Daytona 500 win, I'll grab that. But really, that's the main one I was looking for. Yeah. Was the Chastain first win. I have his first win now on the diecast. That's awesome. So cool. Yeah. So cool. I It's hard for me. After I got those three, I was sitting there and I was like, man, I don't know if it's just the completest in me, but I have a whole wall of nothing but NASCAR or like Kyle Busch. NASCAR authentics 
like my entire wall is filled with it and i want to open all of them <laughs> and then replace that wall since i already have thumbtacks in the wall i want to start collecting all of the winter circles waves and then just put them in order like you know it might be i don't know season wave six might have a, a win from 2021 and put that at the very first one and then like you know the Ty gibbs would be second out of wave two something like that like just put them in not chronic what, what am i trying to say chronological chronological order yeah from the entire wave but that would be <clears throat> literally every time yeah. i would get a wave a complete wave you'd have to move everything around i'd yeah. have to take them all down and like you know study them but i i love to do stuff like that so it wouldn't surprise me i did the same thing when i was collecting nascars when i was a kid yeah i did the same thing i had them all pegged up on the wall over my bed from like basically the the top of my mattress all the way to the ceiling a whole fourth of the room was covered in these things right yeah and i i organized them by series first but then each series, I organize them by number. Oh, so yeah. So you're talking about having to arrange everything. Anytime you find something new, you know, especially if it was like, you know, I start with the earlier series and then on the very furthest end, like I start like 1990 black card uh, racing champions on the very furthest end would be like the 1995 red card racing champions right, right. or maybe yeah. to the max cars a purple packaging i would if i randomly i've had this wall was full and i found like a an old kyle petty peak 1990 uh pontiac number 42 i would have to move everything down right <laughs> just to put that one in its spot i totally get that because i did that mess when i was a kid i did it every single time i bought something mm -hmm. um yeah, you're the way what you're talking about. It's like, um, like if you were collecting all these elites and you want to put them in like the years that they were that the character was there, yeah, and you had them all lined up, and then all of a sudden the next elite set has Bruno San Martino in it, yeah. So you'd have to okay. take them all down, you have to take yeah. them all down, yeah, it's Bruno way at the very beginning of it. I it's yeah. like just <laughs> now, if it was like books or something, I'd be like, dude, I'm not doing that, but it's NASCAR diecast cars, which I have such a passion for. So, I that stuff, wait, stop, 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 stop. You wouldn't arrange your books in like order of the stories. I don't, well, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, just, just like, okay. Like I'm not like, I'm not into Harry Potter. Okay. I understand, but they have like a lot of books. Okay. I get that. I am in like hunger games. I do like the hunger games books. There's four of those. You would, I can't imagine just throwing them on the shelves out of order, bro. They have to be order from left to right. So I can't read. I can barely talk. I'm dyslexic AF man. I don't, I don't believe for a second, though, if you had books and you were reading them and stuff, that you wouldn't put them in order. Honestly, if they were books, something that I am absolutely not passionate about, I'm just going to, if I ever decide to read, I will, if I'm done with something, I will literally put it on top of the other books. I won't put it where, <laughs> I just don't. But with NASCAR diecast cars, I will absolutely take hundreds of them off my wall put them all back in order. And then the next day, if I get another wave, I will literally take them all back down and then put them back where they belong 
in order. I hope I hope for your sake when you start doing that. About seven or eight series in, they start releasing wins from like 1985, yeah, 1992, and stuff, and they just screw you all up. Yeah, that would be oh man, like <laughs> stuff like that literally takes me. Oh my gosh, it takes me like hours because like for some reason I'm like, why do I have a Kyle Bush from from two you know whatever you know because I'm dyslexic two what what would it be 2004 from four or five yeah. What year would that be if it was if I like? Why do I have a Kyle Busch car from two thousand and sixty? You know, or something like that. And then, like, I have to like focus my eyes back and like, okay, that's not what it means. So you know, it's a whole thing, dude. Like, I, uh, I hate, I hate being. I used me, to do that with. Um, I used to do that with my uh, wrestling VHSs. Also, oh yeah. I had a shelf, uh, a couple of shelves that uh, first off, I had like a box full of NASCAR tapes, right? Yeah. I did. I, there was no way I was ordering. I was putting those in order. They were in a gigantic box full of VHS tapes. It's just, I mean, I'm talking about a box, maybe about two or three foot wide and, and, and long. So there was probably about 60 NASCAR tapes in there from races I've taped over the years. Yeah. They probably wouldn't be no good today, but I wound up like selling the entire box a long time ago. Um, but I used to do that with my wrestling VHSs, which I also sold at one point when I was uh, in my early twenties. And I would, I would, do, I would literally do that. Very far left would be the oldest VHS I have, and I usually had the big four every single year, like every single pay per view had the big four, and then like the little super tapes and stuff like that would go in between them based on where the matches were in the year. Yeah. Like you could tell who was champion then and, and when did this happen? So, you know, that this super tape would go in between WrestleMania and SummerSlam and this greatest hits volume two or three or four, or whatever it was, would go after Royal rumble or, you know, you could tell based on everything. I would do that. I would line them all up. They would never hardly match because some of them would be on these real big wide, uh, tape, you know, like tape boxes with like the little piece of styrofoam that goes in the, side of it to make it bigger and then some of them would be just the size of the cassette and then some of them would be in clamshells you know so they wouldn't match by no means but at least they'd be in order yeah <laughs> yeah anyway uh, so we went 21 minutes talking about the first news topic <laughs> yeah so i mean i guess needless to say i feel like the winter circle wave is going to be very successful you know what else is going to be very successful the 2020 uh, the 2024 Daytona 500 because okay. it's already sold out. <laughs> I was trying to guess which news story we're going next. I guessed oh, wrong. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So hope you guys, if you wanted to get your Daytona 500 tickets, I hope you already got them because they do not exist anymore. So that's they, pretty cool. People will resell them. It's fine. If you want to go bad enough, you can go. Well, yeah. I'm you just, just can't buy it from Daytona and National Speedway. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool that a NASCAR race is sold out. So, very excited about that. I think that. it did it last year too. Probably, I wouldn't surprise. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, what do you think about the 2024 Daytona, uh, Daytona, the 2024 Toyota Camrys that were shown? I think both of the cars that have been shown so far have been pretty slick looking. You know, I mean, as far as a new car goes, I don't. I like the last generation car better. Than this current car, just because it looks more like a traditional 
NASCAR stock car as, yeah. as opposed to this, you know, GT thing that we have going on nowadays in NASCAR. It's like something off Gran Turismo. But, I mean, as far as it goes, I it's pretty slick looking. It's funny the little things they're starting to do to these cars. Yeah. And they're getting approved for it, too, which is it's interesting. I thought they were going to be more spec. So it's interesting that two years into it, they've already changed the bodies on some of them. And they're subtle changes. But if you look at the car side by side, it's it's kind of like going back to the late 60s in NASCAR when all of a sudden, you know, your, your, your Ford to try to work with the Dodge Chargers, all of a sudden the Ford had a little bit of a droop in the nose. And yeah. a little bit more of a fastback as far as the back window goes and how it flows over the spoiler. Maybe the windshield's laid back a little little bit more, not a whole lot more. Yeah. Just a little bit more. And that would pick you up half a second to a second a lap. Just all those little things off arrow changes at Daytona Talladega. It's funny because when you look at the new versions of these two cars, it's they're doing the exact same thing from 50 years ago. Yeah. They're just little minute changes. Like the nose just droops a little bit more. The windshield just back just a little bit more. The 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 rear window just kind of slopes a little bit more. It's just just little little things to try to gain that little bit little bit of an advantage. Yeah. And I guess Chevy's going to unveil something new here pretty soon because you can't Chevy be really behind the ball, right? If they don't do something. I mean, I would say, I would say so. Yeah. I hadn't heard that Toyota was doing it. It, it. Have you heard anything if Chevy was going to do it or not? I'm well. I know all three of the manufacturers are going to have a new body style for 2024. I just, I mean, I'm sure that they're already done and probably already placed on the cars, ready for Daytona. You know, I know mm. a lot of driver, a lot of teams will get their race cars set up for Daytona before actually going on vacation for the off season. Just so all they have to do is just show up and start fine tuning on Daytona cars and stuff like that. So, I mean, just because they didn't announce it, I'm sure that they're, that they're probably going to here very, very soon. I miss preseason thunder. Oh yeah. I yeah, really yeah. miss that. There was, there was a time for anybody that's relatively new in NASCAR. There was a time, I guess it peaked maybe about 15, 20 years ago. Ever since then, it hasn't really been as big. But when, especially in the Twisted Sister days, the, yeah. the oh. uh, I guess that's Generation 4. Oh, that was... The Gen 4 cars. Yeah. Oh, my OCD was not okay for the <laughs> Twisted Sister. Uh, yeah, the cars were all jacked up to one side of the car, and they were all round in certain areas, and nothing was symmetrical on them at all. They were built to race it was nasty just straight up it was amazing i mean these cars were fine tuned to perfection yeah i mean and then they went and ruined it all with the cot but right before that cot man you had peak nascar to me that was absolutely the the peak of all technology arrow wars and everything is right there like dang ford created a car like they created the uh the Taurus. Yeah. Like the, the Taurus uh body style in NASCAR, they created that out of thin air. That 
and and I think the Taurus actually came later after they created that. Yeah. Like they, they modeled it a little bit after that, but that car on track was nothing like the Taurus. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely nothing like that. But it was so round. Like it was the only one like it. Like it was so unique. There was no other car like it like that in 98 when it came out. And um, anyway, that that was the absolute peak of it. And what they would do in preseason Thunder come January, January 15th or something like that, they would be like a week's worth of testing. Hmm. maybe two weeks it was one or two weeks uh i think half of the field like owners points half of them were invited one week and half of them were invited the next week i believe i think that's how it went so you got maybe 24 25 cars one week 24 25 cars the next week all of them were primer gray or black yeah or white usually primer gray with their big number on the side of it maybe a decal on the hood and they would go out there. They were primer gray because that was back when you could really, really mold the bodies as you needed to. This was their sim racing right here. This was their, their sim work, their wind tunnel. This was everything. They took those cars out there the way that they wanted them configured. Body-wise, all the little all the little nuances they had in the body there, uh, every little corner of the car. They went out there single runs. They come back, manipulate it a little bit, bondo, sand it down, bondo it, get the body shaped the way they want it to, go back out there, see what it did. They did that for a week. And they would televise that jump. Yeah. It was, I, I would literally watch every single every single second of it. It's so interesting. It was so interesting. Um, Speed Channel. I love Speed Channel. Oh, Goodness gracious, I love Speed God. Channel so much. Rest in peace. I know. It was Speed Vision, then Speed Channel, and they they – they took over the NASCAR stuff when it was Speed Channel because I think Fox bought them when it was Speed. I think it's now FS1, technically. I think that's Speed Channel now. Yeah. FS1 or FS2, one of them. But, yeah, I miss. What a time to be a NASCAR fan, right? Yeah. Nowadays, there's like not even any practice at the super speedways. You can't manipulate anything at a super speedway. Right. But back then, they were brushing over those cars with a fine-tooth comb. Mm-hmm. And... Man, I miss it. It's so, a lot of fun times. Man. So we do have some news uh, that we are just going to fly through really fast. Uh, Dean Thomas. Sorry, Thompson. <laughs> I don't even know the guy's name. Dean Thompson in the truck series. Are you familiar with this driver? I've heard the driver. I don't I don't know anything about him. Yeah, nobody else does either. But um, apparently <laughs> uh, he is training for kickboxing. Okay. Yep, so hopefully he's better at that than he is a race car. Well, driver. we have seen UFC-style fights in the truck series, so it might come in handy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I have such a, a hard joke, but I will not. Uh, I will Apparently have some really dark humor, so <laughs> yeah. who knows? <laughs> oh, man. John was telling me, baby. Uh, so... We've been talking about it throughout this entire year about uh, who's going to win most popular driver. Uh, at one point, I thought maybe Ross Chastain would be a part of it. I thought Kyle Busch was a, head, a contender. But for the, what is it, sixth, seventh year? I don't, I don't know. But for like the, I don't know. It doesn't even matter. But uh, Chase Elliott has won most popular driver in the NASCAR Cup Series. I voted for the watermelon man, but that's fine. 
I actually <laughs> forgot to vote. <laughs> so that's probably why Kyle Bush didn't win was he was one point off and I did not vote. So, um, well, I feel like if Chastain didn't win it last year, he probably wouldn't go win it this year either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, did you hear about the bigger news RFK racing announced? Pretty cool. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So RFK, which is obviously uh Roush Fenway Kozlowski racing has announced a third cup series race car, uh, which will be the number 60 Ford Mustang. The program is now being called stage 60. Uh, some of the details, I think Sounds like project 91 to me. Yeah. That's, that's, fine. that's what I was thinking. Uh, mm. it, now I don't, uh, I don't remember what the sponsor is of that but it's uh what is that sponsor that kislowski has which one <sighs> oh they don't have just one sponsor anymore you know they have like five or six or more sometime why can't you just oh here it is um so lionel racing actually uh displayed the prototype images of it of the number 60 build submarines.com is going to be the sponsor of it i would not have guessed that and guess and they announced the um now there's some things about this that i'm not sure i'm not sure if it's a full season thing if it's part-time season i don't know but they announced the driver and the driver everybody thought it was carl edwards oh it's carl no, edwards. We didn't. it's no, they didn't. david reagan mm-hmm. i mean good for him i mean absolutely good for him i guess yeah, but- yeah. Um, it's not going to be full time with a name like stage 60 when you have to name the team separate from just RFK, like it's our third team, our third RFK team. No, it's stage 60. It's like project 91. It's a, they saw the success that project 91 had and they wanted that to come into the cup series with them. So they stole that idea and made stage 60. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a temporary you know, um, bring in some extra help on, I'm surprised they just named one driver. That doesn't, that seems counterintuitive to me. You know, I would yeah. get some drivers at different tracks that are specifically good at those disciplines. Kind of like project 91 does. I mean, it worked out pretty good for them in the street course. Yeah. <laughs> um, that'd be one. If I see that one at, on the winter circle, I get, I get that. Yeah, I absolutely. I don't know. I mean, if it's obviously Winter Circle, yeah, I'd probably get it. Uh, speaking of Lionel Racing, I, I almost forgot that they announced a one, two, three, ten, a ten pack. I don't know if it's a ten pack. I'm just. I think it is. Is it? It, it probably is. Uh, I. Now, anytime I've seen them have something like this, it would be a box that's really long yeah and it has all of them like together now i'm not so i'm reading it could be 10 individuals though i don't know yeah that's what i'm trying to read is i'm trying to see if it says anything about like a 10 pack and it doesn't but nevertheless they are lionel racing has announced it has announced um 10 i don't even know how to describe this dude it's a 164 scale die casts of like there's a let's just run through the drivers, I guess. Well, Je- I know how to describe it real quick. Okay, now. go ahead. 
what you said to me a couple of weeks ago about the 75th win set. Yes. It's that only Hendrick cars. And it has the 40th anniversary logo instead of NASCAR logo. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It's classic paint jobs on new cars without the sponsors. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. So the drivers, uh, beginning with Jeff Bonine in the number five Chevy. And then we have Tim Richmond in the number 25, Daryl Waltrip in the 17, Jeff Gordon in the 24, Jimmy Johnson in the 48, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the 88, Mark Martin in the five, Terry Labonte in the number five, and then, um, oh gosh, Ken Trader in the number 25. <laughs> and then they have um, a kind of a fantasy paint scheme. It's kind of a burgundy red with a 40 on the side representing 40 years of Hendrick Motorsports. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, I mean, if you're into that stuff, that's awesome. I'm not, I'm going to pass on this. I don't need any of those diecasts at all. I would like to have a few of them, but you know, it, it's, it's better if you don't have to get the whole pack. Cause I don't think I need a Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, right. Or Dale jr. Or any of that. So, yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. Hey, we're live, pal, and we'd love for you to come check out our podcast, Tales from the Estate. Each week, we talk about our top five favorite somethings. My beautiful wife, Caitlin, likes to share all sorts of random facts. Yeah. Did you know that cows have accents? We did now. But we also review all sorts of snacks and other great things. And so if you love everything random, I think you'd enjoy Tales from the Estate. So come check us out. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hi, I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about brews and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewspodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. So let me ask you a question. What was your favorite race of 2023? I think you know. I think you'd know it. It's the Bristol Dirt Race. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've mentioned it before. Yeah. That that is just one of the most entertaining races that I've seen in a while. To be perfectly honest with you. So much stuff happening all over the track. At one point NASCAR said, We ain't throwing cautions for spin outs no more. And they just let people spin all over the place and take a lap or two to get back under like a like a real dirt track. Yeah. 
you know, because eventually you get tired of these people spinning out all by themselves and they just say, well, you better get going. <laughs> We're not stopping the race for you. Yeah. You better get, get back on track. And Dane McDowell spun out twice in the middle of the field that nobody hit him. Didn't even lose like hardly make three or four spots total between the two spins too. Just fun. So much fun with that race. I, I wish that there was another dirt race on the schedule. I understand if it ain't Bristol, but I do wish they go back to another track eventually. What about you? What's your favorite race of 2023? You're muted. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... <laughs> I didn't know I was... Either was probably just the talking over there. <laughs> I, was, I was literally almost done with what I was saying. And I realized that I was muted the whole time. Did you tell me, Ethan? Oh, you're muted. Sorry about that. Um, So as I was saying, uh, I would say (laughs) that's amazing. Uh, Spring, the spring race at Kansas Speedway uh, came down to Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson on the back straightaway. Uh, Contact, whether you call it a dirty move or arrow move, like whatever. I I, I don't know. I just. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that when Hamlin hooked him? um, I, I don't know. I still have yet to go back and rewatch that race. Uh, I couldn't tell. I I couldn't tell you. It looked like he straight up dumped him on the back straightaway from being there live and in person. So I'm not. I don't know. I would say that one just because Kansas Speedway is literally uh, such an amazing racetrack to go to, like for the Cup Series. It is awesome. I didn't that one get voted yes. by the fans as best race of the year too. Yep. on Jeff Gluck's polls, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree. It was a great race. I just personally like the dirt one better. But you can't go wrong with any of the Kansas races this year. They've been really good. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what's next? Any more news? Uh, not news, but it's kind of the the main event of uh, the topics that we have. Uh, What were your... Top five favorite moments of 2023. Goodness, I didn't prepare. Top five favorite moments of 2023. Yeah. You want me to do mine and, and then you can kind of piggyback off? Yeah, of go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So I have no, in no particular order at all. Uh, I put the first one Ricky Stenhouse Jr. wins the Daytona 500. I'm always a big fan of people that don't normally win races, winning races and to win the biggest race of the year is pretty stellar. So uh, if you like that, then you'll be very happy with an upcoming 2024 prize in our fantasy cup. (laughs) Which by the way, are there, there's still spots available for that, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I think it was on Tales from the Estate. There was a question of it, whether or not there were spots available left or not. There are. Yes. If anybody is still interested in it, there are a few spots available. Just let us know. Yep. Are you waiting on my number five? Um, I don't know. Uh, see, I was gonna go Daytona, but you went Daytona because I was there. Yeah, we can go Daytona. Go Daytona. Like you were there, man. That's. That's amazing. Um, I think Ross Chastain took the lead at one point in the middle of that race, didn't he? Uh, yes, I, think, I believe so. Yeah, like like stage two. Yeah, 
I remember, I remember the moment they looked like Chastain was actually going to have a good day at it, but then he kind of faded toward the end. I think he had some damage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wild finish at the end. Really, really, really neat to see a full Daytona fight. That's, that's pretty much my moment. It isn't necessarily the race itself or the, the finish. It's being there live, being able to see an entire Daytona 500 from start to finish, starting in the daytime, ending under the lights. Wild. I've never seen anything like that before. Right. So yeah. That that's going to be not my number five. Maybe my number one, honestly, but I'll make it my number five. Yeah. Next for me, I put SVG wins the Chicago Street Course. We're going to have a lot of the same. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the best moments of the year. You know, I'm I feel like I'm just gonna be piggybacking off of your top five and I'll just be giving my two cents with it because you're you're naming some like really good ones. That that race, like the whole race itself was the whole weekend was just a a cluster, you know? Yeah. But the race itself was really entertaining at the end of it, especially. Which surprised me. But uh yeah, I agree with you there completely. Yeah. Um, I would say Chase Elliott drama when it comes to the injury and the suspension. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, trying to think of something for number three for me. I don't want to put Chase Elliott on any t- any favorite or nothing on my list, even when it's negative. Um, that's a pretty. I don't know about favorite moment, but one of my top moments this year was also Chastain and Rick Hendrick. Oh, I mean, them, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> them two. Um, it, I kind of feel like it messed Chastain up a little bit though, honestly, because he changed the way he drove. He had one really good race after that, but then got back to his old self. It seemed like in the last three or four races. And when, you know, he won Phoenix, you know, racing like his old self. So I feel like it kind of messed him up in a way, but it did keep him out of trouble all the way to the end of the season. So I'll, I'll make that my number three. Yeah. Uh, for my number three, I put North Wilkesboro Revival. No, you put, you said Chase, that was your number three. Oh, sorry. Four. <clears throat> my number four is the North Wilkesboro Revival. Right. Did you start from five or one? No, I think I accidentally said that I started from one. And then I heard you say you're going to start for five. So then I'm trying to change it. Ain't that usually how we do top fives? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I just, I just, you know, something about drumming to the beat of my own drum or something. You know? All right. So basically, you have North Wilkesboro and one more. Yeah. And I got my last yeah. one. You want, me, you want um, me to? Okay. What was your number four? Tell you what, I'll go with North Wilkesboro, but I'm not going with the race itself because the race itself was boring. Oh, it was boring. I'll go with the amazing. Uh, now the whole experience of it all was amazing, but I will go with the fantastic strategy move of burning off your tire soak, yeah, all the way around the racetrack from Kyle Larson when he won that race. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> that being my number two, I would too. Uh, my number one, I'm going to put Ryan Blaney wins his first Cup Series championship. Ross Chastain wins the last race of the year. That's what I got out of that. I don't know what you got out of it. I got out of somebody beating the champion for the first time in history with the uh, 
playoff format. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's that's cool. Too. That's my number one. He's still the winner. Ain't nobody beat him. Yeah, that's... nobody's gonna beat him until Daytona. He might, maybe not even then either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, I I can go. What the heck? Yeah. You've you've had this uh, experience a couple times, even though your guy won the championship doing it. Yeah. But it could happen. Who knows? But um, cool to see Ryan Blaney win the championship. I will admit that. I think he it soured me a little bit the way he acted like a baby when Chastain was racing him. You know, but other than that, yeah, that's really, really cool for him. I've always been a Blaney fan. Like I said, a little less now because of how he acts around Chastain. Like he's entitled to something. I don't know what he's entitled to. He thinks he's entitled to, but it sure ain't having everybody just pull over and let him go. You know, but um, I am happy that he won a championship, and that was a really cool moment. Yeah, absolutely. I feel I feel the exact same. Is that going to do it for episode eighty-five? It sounds like it. All right, man. That's two in a week, two in a day, two in a two in a two-hour period. So yeah, um, we're actually going to go through the podcast drafting partners on this episode. We we held it off to this one. So we wouldn't be doing it twice in one day, honestly, if you're being honest about it. Uh, I'm going to get some shout outs real quick. Fully postal wrestling figure podcast. And also drunk wrestling history, kind of like a kind of like a two brother podcast, like uh, the brothers to each other, even, even literally. Yeah. In a way. What? Um, (laughs) The podcasts are like they're brothers to each other. Drunk Wrestling History and Fully Postable, they're like brothers. Yeah. But the hosts are brothers, too, so it works on different levels. I I love this. Keep on going. It makes sense to me. I don't know what you got. Bro. Well, you're saying, um, you're saying brothers do each other, literally? <laughs> I love that. Okay, cool, man. The podcasts are brothers. They, you, had, you have Fully Postable Wrestling Figure Podcasts and then Drunk Wrestling History. They're, at, they're in this like same house, basically. So they're like, they're brother podcasts. You know, you would say like something's like a sister to something else. Yeah. Like it, like we have, like at work, we have different wells that are like right next to each other. We call them sister wells. Yeah. Because they're right next to each other. They're it's like, like linked together. Yeah. Yeah. Like these two are kind of linked together, but they're linked together by actual brothers. So it works on different levels. Yeah. I I'm thought, just, I'm I thought just... was. I thought it was intelligent. You crapping all over. No, I, I love it. I just love mm-hmm. how you said brothers are doing each other literally. That's that's not I didn't say that. You did say that. You're putting, no, you're putting words in my mouth. I didn't say that. If I did, I'm gonna edit it out. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um doing the favor with Eric and Barry, go back and check out their back catalog. Um uh I kind of I kind of wish they'd come back to three brews. I guess I guess just scheduling conflicts and stuff like that. I liked hearing those guys again. On brewing the favor, I hope they come back. I think that was really cool. Um, also, Eric, shout out! Uh, I'm really, really, I'm with him, and I'm really hoping Alabama whoops Michigan in January. We made the playoffs. So happy about that. I never would have thought that in week two, and we wound up doing it anyway. Beat the number one team, number four seed. Can't wait. Um, also, positively pro wrestling podcast weekly shows now and um great stuff good uh good retro 
uh, listens and retro views and stuff like that back of some old content. You can go back and listen and watch the watch. I am all over the place. I can't even form sentences anymore. This is awesome. Welcome to my world. Yeah, I know. It's like Ethan's like rubbing off on me over yeah. here. You'll get used to it. I promise. Yeah. Also, uh, Jason Wolf and Howling with Howling with the Wolf. Yeah, I always say want to say Howling at the Wolf because it's like Howling at the Moon. I always want to mess that up. Um, Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf and his Chop Shop and all his amazing art. Go check him out. Commission him for something. He does amazing stuff. I, I have so many of his uh, little Hasbro custom figures. Amazing artist. Um, Magic and the Mouse and Anyone Can Cook has been rebranded. I don't remember the rebrand off the top of my head. I'm going to have to get back with you guys on that. And honestly, I don't think I can say it anyway because it involves his last name. And I could never say his last name. The De- De Stefano? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that his last name, Stefano? I don't I just call him Rant with Hat. How do you pronounce it? I say Rant with Hat. Yeah, well, he uses his last name now in his in his uh, new uh, channel name. So I'll share it. It's fine. Follow me on Facebook or Twitter. I'll share it. Um, well, I just completely wrecked that whole deal. Um, who do you got, Ethan? Well, first up, as always, uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Hopefully that'll be coming back very soon. Saturday morning, Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. I wanted to make a note there. Uh, they were talking about getting in trouble at school. And I have, like, immediately I was like, oof. Comparing my stories to theirs, oof. I got in a lot more trouble than they did for sure. Uh, so go check that out. It's a really fun episode. Uh, TV Toycast with Brian Breaker and Chef Toon filling in for our friend Travis Fowler. Go listen to the archives. And you know it's fake, right? We're both Soda and I were both special guests. Uh, I know it's on sabbatical, but go listen to No Hold Bar with Bill Benis. And go check out Bill's new book, Shoot Yeah, Tales from a Pro Wrestling Veteran. Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. I am not doing good in our fantasy because for some reason my app will not let me change players at all. Yeah. It won't let me like it'll let me do everything else besides you know like um uh, like the quarterback you push that little button in the middle. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe on the sleeper app <clears throat> if you're going to you know if someone has a bye weekend you have to swap them out. Yeah. They will not, I mean, like the app will not let me swap out my, my players. So, so you're going to your team tab and pressing the square on the left, right? Yes. Like by the player. Yes. Okay. Because that's, that's how you do it. You press a square on the left and then it'll pop up the players available and you can swap them out down there like that. Yeah, no, that's exactly how I'm trying okay. to do it. And all right. Yeah. It won't, maybe you need an update. Maybe. Um, well, either way i'm having a lot of fun with it i was six and six but uh it's extremely doubtful that i'm probably six and seven now uh but still nevertheless i don't even have to watch pro wrestling i just listen to their show and they they cover <laughs> literally everything aew uh roh new japan whatever uh so go check out stolen gimmicks pro wrestling podcast we're still waiting on you guys this commercial we're never going to get it and i understand that but i'm still going to hound you guys uh yeah <laughs> You heard their commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole. Um, literally one of my absolute favorite podcasts. 
you definitely should go listen to that. Shame on you if you haven't. And just like Tales from the Estate, you also heard pulling up a chair with our friend Tim at a chair shot that we were talking about earlier for the Ross Chastain diecast. Uh, go check out that podcast. Love Tim very much. Um, and you also heard the commercial for Three Brews podcast with AJ, Ty, and Ryan. Literally, it is so neck and neck between Tales from the Estate and Three Brews. It's not even funny. I think Ryan Bollinger is one of my favorite human beings on planet Earth. I think he he and I just get along so well. So definitely go check out that. That is Three Brews podcast is hilarious. Like I'm always legitimately belly laughing during every episode. So that's uh other than that, that's all I got. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Three Brews Alabama ain't too much trash right now, is it? Uh, thank you all for listening to this week's show. Please rate and review and or this week's shows, I guess, multiple. Please rate and review and follow us on all the social media platforms, X and Instagram at Pod. And you can also find us on Facebook. You can email the show at Pod at gmail.com. And you can check out watermaneuver.net. Search the, click the search by store tab and scroll down to In the Marbles. And there's our designs. You can pick up uh, any of those t-shirts. That's a great way to support the show. Also, skinnymixes.com. Use code MARBLES at checkout for 10% off your first order. That's skinnymixes.com. I didn't mention them earlier today. I didn't mention them in the last episode either. But you guys know. I mention them every week. Skinnymixes.com. Go check them out. Lots of fall stuff. Lots of Christmas stuff out right now. Great co- great stuff for your coffee and cocktails. Go check them out. And uh, before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? Man, you know, it's the off season. We're running out of things to talk about. If there's anything that you guys want us to talk about, whether it's NASCAR, if you have questions about NASCAR, if you have questions about fast food or what would I do if I am starting to, s- to snort, <laughs> if I'm trying to stand up correctly and I start snorting, ask us questions. Uh, D- Disney questions. I don't care. <laughs> Just ask us questions. We want to be the most interactive NASCAR slash racing podcast out there. So help us out with that. Episode 86, I think we have top five storylines. So pretty excited. If you guys want to play along at home, top five storylines, compare it to what we're going to talk about on episode 86. Uh, But other than that, as always, peace, love, and all the above. And we'll see you next time. And I'm Argos.